He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. There are two stories I'm going to talk about for the first half hour here. And um, they are absolutely, critically, unbelievably important. And you won't hear coverage of this anywhere else on the media. Uh, Not that it's secret, it's that it's out there, but nobody understands its impact. And uh, it's, it's unbelievable in the impact this is having. I'll start with the second most important first, but um, you have 15 minutes to call every friend you have and every relative and tell them to tune on to the <laughs> show, because what I'm going to start talking about at about, 11, at about 12, 15 Eastern is unbelievable and affects the very stability of the U.S. dollar, and it, it presages a totally new world in global economics, which has an immediate impact on everybody's pension, savings account, social security check, uh, federal payment, everything you have. So call everybody you know to tune in in 15 minutes. <clears throat> okay. The the major story, but more minor than the second one, is that there has been a gigantic decrease in the push, in the uh, num- in the amount of money invested in bonds in the United States which means that people are basically pulling their money out of bonds. Uh, their bonds are loans that you make to the government or to a corporation. And if you feel insecure about the ability to repay it, you pull your money out. And uh, there has been a massive, massive drawdown, which means that people are literally cashing in their savings in order to pay the grocery bill because the inflation has taken such a toll that it's beyond belief. So forget the consumer price index, forget all the other measurements of inflation in the economy. The Bloomberg Global Aggregate Index, a benchmark for government and corporate debt total returns, has fallen 11% from a high in January 21. That, by the way, is the day Mr. whatever his name is took office. That's the biggest decline from a peak in data stretching back to 1990 surpassing a 10.8% drawdown during the fiscal crisis of 2008. In other words, when every bank in the world was failing and looked like the banking system was going to collapse, that's the previous record for the drawdown in bond revenue. And it's, it's unbelievable that we've actually exceeded that. This means that $2.6 trillion, that's with a T, trillion that had been invested in bonds is now in cash in people's wallets because they needed to pay the grocery bill or the rent or because they're so insecure about the government's ability to repay it that they're getting their money the hell out. This is unbelievable. It means that when you think you have money in the bank, you don't really. Look at it, because you won't be able to look at your money too much longer. You, you, don't, you can't blame him. Yeah, you can't. That, by the way, is Doug DePiro, oh, my sidekick oh, here. Side, who, psychic. Psychic, yeah, who is uh, 60 years and 361 days old. Really? Did you have to do April that? April 8th. He ages to 61. Yeah, but I feel like 13. <laughs> yeah, and you act 12. <laughs> so, yeah. Um Oh, but, Kevin, but that is that is just incredible. <laughs> that th- t- three trillion dollars, two point six trillion dollars of money that people had lent to the government and corporations, but mainly the government, trillion is now trillion. being pulled out, and people are saying, "I need that money," and that's since January of twenty one, and that's in an economy that's prosperous. You know, we have low unemployment. We have a relatively high growth rate, but the inflation is so bad and has so undermined the stability of the dollar that people are literally lining up to take their money out of the bank and take their money out of bonds. 
Mm-hmm. And bonds are the safe investments. Stocks are the risky ones. Uh, I don't know the data on drawdowns from the stock market, but it must also be huge. So when your next-door neighbor shows up at the bank to pull his money out, you know something's going on, and you know it could be very, very serious. Now, okay, let me get to my main story a little bit earlier than 11.15, 12.15, but I'll go with it. You're probably dying of suspense. Hmm. But believe me, that this story is unbelievably important, and they're covering the facts, but nobody talks about where it's headed. Russia and China have announced that they are going to accept gold and their native currency, yuan in China and rubles in Russia, in payment for oil, in payment for oil and gas, and will not accept dollars in the future in payment for this. So, and Saudi Arabia has indicated that it's very likely going to go along. They haven't yet said so, but they've been dropping hints that they might do that. Well, that ends the era of Bretton Woods. Bretton Woods was the agreement concluded at Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, in 1945 as World War II was drawing down. And John Maynard Keynes, who represented Britain, and um, uh, forgetting the American, but um, a famous American banker, represented the U.S. And they agreed at Bretton Woods that the world currency would be the U.S. dollar. It previously was the pound, the British pound. And everything would be denominated in dollars, and oil would be sold in dollars. And Franklin Roosevelt, who was half dead on his way back from Yalta about three months before his death, after Yalta conference where he met with Stalin and Churchill, directed his ship to stop unscheduled in Saudi Arabia for a meeting with the king of Saudi Arabia, an impromptu meeting. And at the meeting, Saudi Arabia agreed to follow suit and to make the dollar the unit of currency it would demand in sale of its oil. And between Bretton Woods and the Saudi announcement, that cemented the dollar as the currency for the world. And that was one of the most important days in American history. Then 20 years later, Richard Nixon tempted fate in 1974 by amending the Bretton Woods Agreement and saying the United States would now only offer the dollar in payment for stuff and would not offer gold and banned anyone from cashing their dollar in for gold. So basically what Nixon said is we're no longer backing the dollar up with gold. You have to trust us. You have to take our word for it. And if you don't, you can't buy oil. You can't buy other commodities. You can't participate in world trade. Mm. And that was called Bretton Woods II, was the nickname people gave it because it amended the Bretton Woods Agreement that had said gold or dollars are okay. Now we have a statement by Russia and China that sophisticated analysts are calling Bretton Woods III, which brings to a close, a close, the 55, 75-year existence of the Bretton Woods Agreement and brings to a close the domination of the U.S. dollar over the international markets, brings it to a dead stop close and replaces the dollar with gold. I never knew keep me searching for a heart of gold and I'm getting old. Searching for a heart of gold. We'll all be doing that. Now, the implications of this are just enormous. You know, for basically about 30 years now, Conservatives and Republicans and bankers have been warning the liberals and the Democrats in Congress that if you borrow this much money, if you run these kind of deficits, eventually confidence in the dollar is going to collapse and people will stop accepting the dollar as payment. Basically, money is an opinion. It's not backed by gold or anything. It's an opinion that the government is going to be able to make good on this. A confidence A confidence, but also a gamble. Mm -hmm. And now, increasingly, with this action by China and Russia, our bluff is being called. 
and China and Russia are saying we won't we won't believe in the dollar. We the emperor has no clothes. You 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 got to cough up gold to deal with this because we're only going to accept gold. And Saudi Arabia may join them. You now, feel they're doing that to to hurt us, or because that's what Russia and China to hurt us. Hurt us. The Saudi motive is more complicated. I'll get to that in a second. Good question, though. Just to put it together, Russia ex- accounts for about roughly 12% of the world's exports of oil. And uh, China doesn't export oil. And Saudi Arabia accounts for another 12%. So together they're a quarter. And probably OPEC follows Saudi Arabia, certainly Iran will. So you're getting up to 40 or 45% of the world's oil that can only be bought with Gold cannot be bought with dollars. Russia is also accepting rubles, but the important point is gold. Now, Saudi Arabia is following suit, not because it's anti-American. In fact, it, we may force them to back up their posi- back off their position, but that's only temporary. They're going to do this eventually, because OPEC has always insisted that the they be paid in gold, even if it's in dollars. When Nixon took us off the gold standard, the Saudis immediately raised the price of oil. Remember the gas lines of mm-hmm, the 70s? Mm-hmm. That was because they basically said, we're not taking the dollar. We don't believe what Nixon said. We're going to get it in gold. But we'll let you pay the gold, but in dollars. And the dollar was down vis-a-vis gold, so they raised the price to a point where the dollar it was equal in gold. In other words, they were charging twice as much for their oil because the dollar was worth half as much against gold. And when the dollar improved, oil prices stabilized. When the dollar dropped, oil prices rose. But it was still the same amount of gold for oil. The same brick of gold would buy you as much oil before the OPEC rises as after the OPEC rises. And since Uh. 1945, it's been basically solid. Let me give you a fact that illustrates this because silver is the same thing. A U.S. dime used to be made out of pure silver, you know, with Roosevelt on the on the base of it. And that amount, and, and one, 10 cents back then, 1945, was enough to buy a gallon of gas. The silver content of the dime, when melted down, was equal in price to the cost of a gallon of gas. It still is. With all the inflation, all the price instability, if your dime was made of silver, which it's not, you could melt it down, and that amount of silver would buy you a $7 gallon of gas, even as in 1945 it bought you a 10-cent gallon of gas. Because the markets of the world insist on price stability in terms of gold and silver, precious metals. And what they're doing now is they're saying we will only accept precious metals in return for anything you want to buy internationally, any international trade. The implications of this for the United States are horrendous. It means the gig is, the jig is up. Uh, the game we've been playing with deficits and printing money is over, O-V-E-R. And the impact that's going to have throughout our society and our economy is unbelievable. Now, I predict that in the next few months, this is all you're going to read about in the newspaper. This is the only thing people will cover. Hmm. And it'll be covered because there would, the only way that we can deal with this is inflation. In other words, the inflation we're seeing now is only minor compared to the inflation that's coming. More on the other side of this break. Thanks. This is 77 WABC, and this is the Dick Morris Show. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. And I'm running, now I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the I've been explaining that Russia and China's decision and Saudi Arabia's likely decision to refuse to accept the dollar as payment for gold is going to shake up the entire world in ways that we're only just beginning to understand. Um, Right now, when Congress passes a bill 
and they don't have the tax revenue to cover it, and it goes into the deficit. Congress is pretty relaxed about it. They say, oh, we have a trillion-dollar deficit, and that's too bad. We ought to close it. Our children will have to pay that back or whatever rhetoric they use. But it's very simple for us to spend the deficit. We just do it. And if the if we're short of cash for that, the Fed just prints more money and, and inflation increases. But we pay for the – but we borrow the money. We borrow our own money. We take it right off our own printing press and we put it in our bank account. We will no longer be able to do that. What we'll have to do if this global movement toward gold and away from the dollar catches on – and I'll talk about that in a minute – is we'll have to take our need for money and sell enough dollars to buy enough gold to pay our debts in gold or to borrow our money in gold. The Saudis will say, well, this is nice, but I'm not taking your green paper. you got to give me yellow metal instead or a paper representation of gold that's actually in a vault someplace. Mm. And... We will be unable to buy oil. We'll be unable to buy other commodities. We'll be unable to pay our Social Security budget or our defense budget or our federal budget, except for the part we get in from taxes, which is only about uh, only about 80% of it. For the other 20% that we borrow through deficits, we will have to first go buy the gold. And then once we have the gold, we can then borrow that gold and have that debt show up and pay it off over time. But as the price of but that's going to increase the price of gold dramatically. By the way, this is not a paid ad. I <laughs> also do paid ads for Patriot Gold as you hear, but this has nothing to do with that. What about all the people walking around with the gold things in their teeth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll be taking them out. Yeah, they they're not worth the dental bill. <laughs> hey, can I get a wedge? Uh, well, yeah. You can't eat it. You just took your teeth out of your mouth. But the um but the 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 ability to access that gold is going to be crucial. And gold is now in a worldwide shortage. The central banks all over the world are busy buying up gold like crazy, including the U.S., uh, because we realize that the, sh- the shortage is coming. And with this new policy of demanding gold as payment for commodities, it's going to increase even further. Well, let's say that we can't afford to buy the gold and we can't just print money to buy the gold. We actually have to have value to to get that gold. What do we do? Well, we cut our budget. We're not going to do that. Democrats won't let us cut Social Security and other stuff and the Republicans won't go for huge tax increases. So you know what we do? We inflate the currency. We say the dollar will be worth less and less And therefore, each individual dollar comes cheaper, and we don't have to buy quite as much gold as we had to when the dollar was at full value. The inflation we've been experiencing now, folks, is due to two causes, domestic causes that are tame and easy for us to handle. One is that a lot of people don't want to work. Um, The participation in the labor force has dropped from 67% in 2000 to 61 percent now, uh, 65, 60 by 5.66 to 61. So, five percent of the workers in the country don't want to work because they're getting cushy government benefits, and why should they go work? That's one cause. And the second cause is that we printed so much money and given away so much money in welfare and other payments and stimulus payments and all of that stuff. There's far too much money out there. So there's huge demand and limited supply, and that forces up the price. But those increases in price are minor compared to what's about to hit us. Because what's about to hit us is not the laws of supply and demand, not supply-side disruption, but a lack of confidence in the dollar itself, Mm. saying that this piece of paper isn't worth the paper, and I'm no longer going to accept it. And I want to be paid in gold. And right now, the Saudis are saying that and the Russians are saying it. But your landlord's going to say that too pretty soon. And so is the grocer. 
and so is the is the cleaner. So is everybody you, you deal with is going to start saying that. You're going to tell your boss, I want to be paid in gold. And if the boss says no, well, some bosses will say yes, and others will say, well, I'll tell you what, I'll pay you in dollars, but I'll increase your pay every month or every year to keep pace with inflation. And we are about to experience unbelievable inflation. The last time this happened to a country, to a national currency, was in Germany in the 1920s, when Germany was so burdened with paying reparations to France and Britain for the World War I that the mark, the German currency, lost most of its value. And uh, Germany had to make its payments in gold, also called in specie is the other phrase they use. And the result was the Weimar Republic's currency became worthless. People would use it for wallpaper. They'd use it for kindling in their fire because the, the paper wasn't worth anything. And that led to the collapse of Germany and to the rise of Adolf Hitler because the whole middle class lost all of its savings overnight and they became really revolutionary. They became very much uh, in favor of overthrowing the government and they either became communists if they're workers and Nazis if they were employers or middle class. And that's what's happened to Germany. And God knows what's going to happen to the United States. But, Dick, also the gold and the price of gold, that's also a confidence thing also, right? That somebody's putting a number on it. It's worth, what is it, 18, whatever it's worth. No, that's not a question of confidence. That's a question of the market. No, but gold uh, is just a piece of rock anyway. You know, it's yeah, but if people are willing to pay a certain amount for the rock, the rock has a certain value. Same as the, the dollar, no? Yeah, that's true. But the government comes in and says – we want the dollar to be worth a certain amount. Right. And and if it isn't, we'll try to buy or sell it so we can make sure it comes in at that amount. They'll no longer be able to do that. So your, your, do, your grocer is not increasing your food bill or your gas station, your gas bill, uh, because of supply and demand. They're doing it because... They, I, I'm now they're doing it because of supply and demand. But coming up, It'll be that they don't want to get that green stuff. You know how you have when you go to the gas pump, you have a thing. If you pay cash, right. it's one price. If you pay with a credit card, it's a higher price. They're saying that we don't have complete confidence in a credit card. You could be using it fraudulently. The credit card company could go broke. Not quite like cash. So we're going to charge you an extra 10 or 20 cents a gallon because of that. In the future, you're going to have three windows, cash, Credit or gold. Really? And the How gold about chickens. And the gold will be not the physical gold, you're not gonna schlep a ton of gold around in your car. <laughs> but a piece of paper that de- not, that is that says that there is this much gold on deposit in the US vault right now and you can draw on it to this amount to buy your gasoline. And uh it's it's going to be very, very onerous. Now, the U.S. government has prohibited that. In 1933, Roosevelt said it was illegal to demand gold instead of the dollar, and that's the current position of U.S. law. But they're not going to be able to keep that if the international community demands gold uh, because so much of our economy is based on imports and global prices. And uh, the, the, the great tripwire which is when the borrowing and the spending reaches such outrageous heights that it forces the world onto the gold standard because they totally no longer trust politicians with printing presses to turn out money that's worth a damn thing. And that tipping point has been reached under Joe Biden. We, it's, it's like breaking the sound barrier or the speed of light. It, it was a barrier that has stood... Uh, for almost 100 years now, and now it has been breached by the policies of this administration. Hello, is there anybody in there? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so. That's Joe Biden. And you know how we get out of it? I don't know. No, if you don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, a resilient, restored, revved up U.S. economy would sure help, but... Um, Frankly, we're in totally uncharted territory here. 
Uh, nobody's ever been through this. This is the Dick Morris Show on 77 WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Then I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle. So let me go to Richard in Parsippany, who's got the question about gold. Yeah, yeah, not exactly a question, Dick, but, you know, let me let me say this about basing a monetary supply on gold. It's absolutely asinine. No matter, no matter how big a genius you are in all other areas, you know, the money sector of economics is definitely not your forte. You need, need to be doing some more work on that. But money is not an opinion. Money is backed by law. It is legal tender. You have to accept it. If you're selling your house, let's say for a million dollars, and we agree on a sale. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We agree on a sale, and I show up with cash. You refuse to accept it, then yeah. the debt well, is discharged. I don't refuse, Richard. I just say, oh, cash. Okay. Give me a million, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll agree to that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so – I mean, it, 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 and that's why I'm saying it leads a random mineral in the ground. But, but that's so, why I'm saying it leads inevitably to inflation, because as you lack confidence in the dollar, you demand more of them, and, and that's that cause of inflation is so totally different than the inflation we're experiencing now. But thanks for your call; I appreciate it. Let's go to uh, George of Rockland County. Hey, George. Hey, uh, listen, it's a fascinating show you have today, okay? Now, just a question. Yeah, when I do one on the end of the world, it'll even be more fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Don't laugh. There's a nuclear rocket over our Oh, country. my goodness gracious. That'll be a real good show. Go ahead. Everything's got to be funny with Dick. Everything's a joke. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I hope you'll have a lot of gold with you, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they take that in heaven, right? Gold? Yep. Well, I don't know, maybe at one point, so. okay, but listen, let me get to my point here, okay? Okay, so I want to put uh, George Soros in gold, okay? Uh, maybe that's, I mean, he was born in the time of World War II. He has quite a good idea what happened and the reason why Germany um, right. declined and everything yeah. like this. Okay, now, uh, what I see here. He is really trying to destabilize uh, this country, okay? Yeah. He, did that, he, doing... he did that to Britain, where he single-handedly forced Britain uh, basically for a while off the pound, uh, and, and Britain then resisted it, but he manipulated the markets in just such a way. But what, what's your point about this, George? Okay, so my point is simple, okay? If he, you know, if he buys and he probably is loaded with gold and going to buy more and more gold here, and uh, the value of the dollar falls down here, okay, he'll be really, he can dictate whatever he wants, not, not just him, other people yeah. like him, okay? So that's why I feel, I mean, this is yeah. his way well, of thinking. He obviously okay? will benefit from it. I wouldn't say that he's responsible for it, but thanks for your call, George. He'll obviously benefit. Your basic point is right. Let's go to Daniel in the Bronx. Hey, Daniel. Hi, uh, Mr. Morris. Um, thank you for taking my call. My question is, what effect with the scenario you're talking about, about Russia taking payment in gold and the same for possibly Saudi Arabia and China, what effect would that have on other currencies of the world besides the U.S. dollar and also on the crypto market? Well, it'll screw all the currencies of the world equally with the dollar. They're all pegged to the dollar. Um, when they refuse to accept dollars, they're not going to accept euros either. Um, in terms of crypto, it's going to spark a flight to that, going to encourage people to do that. But you're going to find a lot of people losing a lot of money because it's so risky. And crypto is has even less value behind it than the dollar does. It's a mathematical formula. Uh, so we have to see how that plays out. But clearly, alternatives to the dollar will become stronger. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Richie in the Bronx. Hi. Hi, uh, Richie. Hello. Hello, Dick. Um, 
accepting only gold in payment, I think, would dis- ultimately destroy the whole world's economy. Essentially, you're returning to a barter system. Right. And what happens, what happens when the United States can't pay Saudi Arabia for oil and gold? Well, Saudi Arabia loses their sales of oil to the United States if they were, all they accept would be gold. Yep. And that would happen throughout the whole world. Yep. Everyone would lose business. Well, the, so in, that would, the that inevitable would, result then would be a decrease in the price of gold, um, so that you can, so that we do, we are able to pay for it in gold. Um, and when the value of gold decreases, just like when the value of the dollar decreases, inflation comes in, and that's one of the reasons why switching to the gold standard is going to um, is going to ultimately, I think, force inflation because. The people will not discipline themselves in light of that. Congress is not going to say, well, we can't borrow enough money because we don't have enough gold, so we're going to cut Social Security this year or we're going to double the income tax this year. They won't do that. So the market will do it for them by inflating the dollar and reducing its value. And that's why I'm saying the inflation you've seen so far, you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Jay in Manhattan. Hi, Jay. Good morning, Dick. So the answer is in the words of Larry Kudlow, the Calvary's coming. It's simple. And it relies on, the, of course, the election in Did November. Did you say the Calvary's coming yeah. or Calvary and the Virgin Mary is coming? Or oh, the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the on. Calvary. Yeah. So Kudlow is famous for yeah. using that phrase. Anyway, the deal is this, that this is all a, a scheme for Washington to protect their own interest. The answer is we support Ukraine and we for winning. If Ukraine wins and the Russians are defeated, ultimately Putin is lost in space somewhere by his own people. This whole idea goes down the drain. China cannot pursue this alone. China cannot pursue this alone. You're you're right about that. But what impact does that have on this? The the Russia can, can completely dissolve. Putin could lose power. But when Russia and Russia's here is only important, not because it's Russia, but because it's the leading exporter of natural gas and one of the leading exporters, second, I think, to us in oil. And I think Saudi Arabia is third. I think we're first, actually. Uh, and, and therefore, when it says I'll only take gold in return for oil, it sets up a, a precedent that the rest of the world follows. So it doesn't matter whether Russia wins or not in Ukraine for this. The fact that they're going off the goal, off the dollar is the thing that's significant. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate your call. Let's go to uh, Mike in St. James. Hi, Mike. Question. If a foreign entity is setting the price of oil, how can we ever be energy independent? Because the foreign entity isn't the market is. And the market is all of us. It's what are you willing to pay for it? And uh, we produced enough oil and enough gas to satisfy our own needs. Technically, we didn't, but you count Mexico and Canada as part of the U.S. because they were allied with us. And we satisfied our own needs. We used to. Now we no longer did. Now, I want to just give you, while we're, while we're talking on the subject of Russia, another insight that I think is very important about Russia. One of the big reasons that Russia is losing in Ukraine is that Russia doesn't have enough population. Now, Ukraine has 55 million, 45 million. Russia has 140 million, so you'd think that Russia would have enough people. But the fact of the matter is that Russia experienced an enormous drop in birth rate in the year 2000 because that was the culmination of the decline that started with the collapse of the Soviet Union and the dissolution of the Russian Empire in 1989 and 1991. And throughout that whole decade of economic chaos, lack of stability, and political overthrow, uh, the birth rate in Russia dropped and dropped and dropped. Until 2000, it hit the bottom at 1.2 million, 1.3 million live births, basically, uh, in that year. Now, the United States, with a population of uh, of 
significantly higher than Russia, had 1.5 million births during that period, and even more from immigration. Russia had none. Uh, The U.S. birth rate in 2000 was 2.06. The Russian was 1.20, just about half as much. So nobody got born. And the class of 2000, which is the group that's now in the army, is very small to begin with. And the second thing is the Russian education system completely collapsed, and they no longer required everyone to go through vocational and technical education, which they had, which gave them a very brainy, very effective talent pool of people to draw on in their military. And then on top of that, you have had lately this enormous brain drain from Russia, where in the last year they've lost 500,000 very bright, very well-educated people. And the Russians, the Russians are starved now for educated experts and technicians. And when you put that together and you factor it into the basic collapse of the Russian army, um, you can see, and we'll see how far that rot goes now that they're switching to Donbass. But the reasons for that are not just political, they're demographic. And they are because of the enormous fall-off in in population. The other thing I ought to note is that in Russia, uh, the life expectancy for men is 7 to 10 years worse than for women. That's because of alcoholism and vodka and drinking and suicides and uh, your alcohol-related deaths, DWI. And uh, the male population of Russia particularly those with any brains, is sharply limited and is dropping as we speak. Uh, So Russia is in demographic hell, and that's a big reason for this problem. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter Well, I believe children are future, and they believe that in Russia, too. Just teach them, um, right? Yeah, just there aren't. <laughs> there if, ain't. They take, if they take, uh, how do you say, uh, Donbass, yeah. they can call it dumbass. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I couldn't uh, help myself, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, since Doug has raised the subject, let me talk about Donbass. Dumbass is the Dunbass, D-U-N-B-A-S-S, B-A-S, is the basin of the Don River. That's one of the largest and most important rivers in Europe. And that basin is the area we're talking about. And uh, increasingly, Russia's war aim is changing to Dumbass uh, as opposed to Kiev, which is basically a statement that they're planning no longer to try to conquer all of Ukraine but to peel off these two eastern provinces, Donetsk and Luhansk, and try to make them Russian. Donetsk and Luhansk together are 10% of Ukraine's population. So they're not settling for half a loaf. They're settling for a tenth of a loaf. But Ukraine does not want to let them go. Because Donbass is the coal-producing region, and it's really the richest part of the Ukraine. Um, half the population there speaks Russian, and half the population speaks Ukrainian, uh, literally 56% to 43% in Donbass and 50-50 in Luhansk. So it's an open question as to whether they want to be part of Ukraine or want to be independent. The reason that I think they want to be part of Ukraine is that Zelensky carried those regions when he ran for president, and the Russian separatist party uh, was badly outvoted in those elections. I believe that 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 Zelensky needs to have a referendum now uh, in those provinces so he can establish his claim to them and back it up morally. The West is obviously going to intervene 
every way short of troops to protect the integrity of Ukraine. But will we do it for Donbass? You know, in 1914, the question was, would we sacrifice and go into a world war for Alsace and Lorraine, the two provinces in eastern France that Germany conquered in 1870? And France wanted them back, and that was a big cause of World War I. Are we willing to have a similar fight over Donbass? And I think we won't until we get a clear indication from the people in Donbass that they want to stay in Ukraine. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. This is 77 WABC, and this is the Dick Morris Show. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Let's go to Phil and Yonkers. Hi, Phil. Hey, good afternoon, guys. What's up, Dougie? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Okay. I'm going to change the subject a little bit. I wanted to talk about fuel production, but Biden's health seems to be, it seems to be very obvious that he's declining exponentially. And they seem to be giving him. The category is now the Elton John. It's now the Elton John category. Too low for zero. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, but they seem to be giving him more freedom. And the second part of my question is, if that's the case, what about Kamala? I mean, could someone like her be removed for incompetence? Kakakala. It seems like yeah, she would have not, trouble ordering off the dollar menu at McDonald's. I mean, she's not, not for she's incompetence, Phil, but the happy meal. she could be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors, just like the president could. But let me give you a clue as to what's going to happen to these two folks. Uh, after the Democrats get wiped out in the midterm election, They're going to take Joe Biden aside and say, we can't run with you in 24. Donald Trump is clearly running. He's likely to be the Republican candidate. The future of the world depends on defeating Donald Trump. And we need you to give a statement that you're not going to run for another term. And he will do that. He will have to do that. He'll be forced to do that. The cudgel they'll hold over his head, if they need one, is the 25th Amendment. That way they could remove him for mental problems, but they won't have to get that far. Well, you think he'll just, he'll cave? Yep, of course he will. Uh-huh. And and he won't resign. That's the deal. We'll let you serve out your term, uh-huh. but you say you can't run for re-election. And you'll say with the current crisis in the world, I can't divide my attention between politics and saving the country, so I'm going to have to work full-time on saving the country and so on, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um at that point, uh, the field is wide open for the Democratic primary, and Harris will be the initial front runner, but she'll fade very quickly. The current polls have her at about 25% in the Democratic <laughs> primary. <laughs> Cacacola. Cacacola Harris. <laughs> I made that up. And she'll she'll fade pretty quickly, uh, and then Biden will be a it will be a lining up for his place in history, which will be somewhat negative. Uh, let's go to Jerry in New Brunswick. Hey, Jerry. Yes, Dick. Thank you. You know, uh, there's all talk about some of the economic numbers that look pretty good, but nobody seems to mention that the reason they were able to make that comeback is because Trump had such a strong economy, and he let our energy industry explode. Uh, I don't see where Biden has done anything but well, just Jerry, they, bring it back to where it was, maybe. And but he's lit the he's lit the fuse on on energy. Uh, okay. Well, well, the key thing is sure. that everything Biden has, everything that's happened good in the American economy, is more than eroded and offset by inflation. Um, we're saying unemployment is down. Well, yeah, but real wages are way down because of inflation. Um, you're on a uh, you're, you're like the uh, the hamster in the cage. You're running around in a circle, and you think you're gaining territory. In fact, you're not. 
Uh, you can always have a good economy if you wallpaper the country with money. And you just say, everybody peel off the wallpaper and spend it. Mm. But very soon the wallpaper loses any value. Mm. And that's what's happening. The dollar is losing its value. I think the dollar has declined 13% in value since the first of the year, on top of another 10% the previous year. So, um, so you know, it, it, when Trump grew the economy, it was real growth. There was no inflation. Now you're growing at 7%, but you have 6% inflation. So you're not growing at all. And, and in fact, soon you're going to be in negative growth when you factor in the inflation. Um, I have uh, one other kind of funny anecdote about you, poor old Joe Biden. Um, you remember how in Afghanistan we did not take the refugees with us and we, uh, and we left them to the mercies of the Taliban and they're now likely being rounded up and tortured and arrested and killed? We faced a very similar situation in 1974 in Vietnam when we pulled out our troops, uh, but then we refused to let in uh, hundreds of thousands of Vietnamese civilians who had cooperated with the U.S. military and worked with us, many of whom served side by side with us in the Vietnamese army. And uh, the Republicans, led by then-President Gerald Ford, said it's our humanitarian duty to help these people leave Vietnam and come to the United States. We've got to do that because we owe it to them. And uh, Ford proposed doing that on an orderly basis. And Congress refused to fund it because they said this is just a backdoor, backdoor method of extending the war. You're going to use this money to fight more and send more troops in, and we don't trust you, and we're pulling the plug completely. This is Vietnam. Vietnam. Now, Donald Rumsfeld, who was Secretary of Defense, wrote a memoir after his service called the, When the Center Held, meaning that, uh, that uh, Ford had stopped Ronald Reagan from taking over the party. But the, in the book on page 163, they identified the leader of the effort to stop the orderly migration of our Vietnamese allies to the United States, which led directly to that disgusting, disgraceful scene of all the Vietnamese on the roof of the American embassy desperately grabbing at the railings and the pads on the helicopters as they took off and falling off and being condemned to death or slavery. Well, in Rumsfeld's book, he identifies the leader of that effort as the young, new outspoken senator from Delaware, Joe Biden. No way. Yep, it's right there. Page 163, the book is called uh, When the Central Held. Uh, Google it, I just did, or buy on Amazon. You can buy the Kindle edition. It's right there on page 163. And he repeated that in Afghanistan. Sure did. Now, that's a source of controversy. Doug hates that song, and I love it. I spent my whole, tire, they call that. I spent drums. my whole junior high school humming that song on my way to tire. school. <laughs> Let's go to Rocco and Selden. Hi. Hi, Rocco. Yes. You know, when President Trump took office in uh, 2016, and he was uh, being briefed on uh, the affairs of the United States of America and the world, for that matter, Eight days later, he addressed the citizens of the United States of America and said, quote, I inherited a mess. And what he did was uh, he enacted uh, executive orders to put America first and citizens of the United States of America first. Four years went by. We were in great condition, great shape. The dollar was strong. Then uh, President Biden gets in there and he does just the opposite. We no longer have a strong dollar. This, uh, Saudi Arabia, we yep. need uh, energy from Saudi Arabia, oil. Yep. They, they want gold. They want gold. So we all know that, but what's your point in your question, Rocco? 
China. Do you notice China's not asking for uh, gold? Do you know why? Because they have a lot of U.S. dollars. No, but China doesn't sell any oil. It's uh, it's one of the biggest oil importers. It uses about 6 million barrels a day, and it imports about 4 million of that. Um, so it's not that. But the Chinese are supportive of the Russian demand for using gold instead of dollars. Um, but thank you, Rocco. I appreciate the call. Let's go to uh, John in Verona. Hi, John. Uh, good morning. Pleasure talking to you. Two questions, and they're a same order. First, with the border the situation the way it is and all that material that we bought and paid for by the American people, is there any way Abbott can take it and put up the wall? And the second question, and I'll listen to your response, is there any way all the states can get together and bypass Biden and start producing more oil? Because that seems whoever controls the oil has uh, yeah. more pull. Well, uh, on the wall, I, I think that uh, I, I, it's not a question of all the states doing it. Texas can do it. And uh, I think Abbott is issuing a bond issue, borrowing money to do that. And I think he can. And I think he'll build a significant portion of the wall. Um in terms of uh, in terms of increasing oil production, most of the problem you have is a lack of federal permits to drill, uh, or them refusing to issue permits for offshore drilling or to um, ban fracking on federal lands, and those are all federal regulatory decisions the states can't overcome. So uh, I think we're a little stuck on that. Let's go to Judith. Oh, Judith. Hey. Judith. How are you? I, I didn't pointed see you. you out. I How are you doing? You. Good. Hey, you got a lot of callers. Wow. You know something? I was wondering, what is Dick Mars going to talk about today? Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. You know something? You know something? I think we really should go ask the brilliant economist. Her name is AOC. She's going to know all the answers. She's so yeah. brilliant in economy, right. you know? Yeah. Right, right? You know what? You know what? I, I, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, I've got to ask this and I and to think in terms of how can we get the dollar back on top is the question. I'm going to bring it to you this way. In my simplistic and limited mind, excuse me, I really mean that. I don't know about uh, that. No, no, no. When it comes to economy, I really don't know. But I'm listening to Dick and I'm thinking, one minute, why can't we reverse back to open up the Keystone pipeline, yeah. becoming energy independent and suppliers, and therefore yes. we don't need anything from Russia, yeah. Iran, or Saudi Arabia. They can all fly kites for all I care yep. and have a war with that yep. and bring the dollar back up. Heck you're, with it. Well, Come on. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, getting energy independence back will be a big, big step. But once you lose global confidence, it's very hard to rebuild it. Uh, it's very hard once people turn off you to get them to turn you back on. And uh, that's in play right now. And with a national debt of $28 trillion and a GDP of only 21 or 22, uh, that's an iffy question. And I'm not sure that there's, that there's an easy answer to it. Uh, Biden has dug us into one hell of a hole. Love you, Judith. Thanks for calling. Hi, Judith. <laughs> This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.